Open your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. Get Ephesians 5 and Romans 13. Lord willing, next Sunday morning we'll be back in Zechariah. Exciting to move ahead. Now, if you remember, we started it about six years ago, seven years ago. Then we took about five years off. So by the time I went back and started again, we had to start over because we had a bunch of people who hadn't been here for the first section. So we will be starting in Zechariah chapter 7, which is all new stuff. So no reruns, all new stuff there. And so that's exciting for next week. This week, I wanted to... um, I love New Year's. And those of you who have been here for a while know that. Because I usually feel like I messed up the last year really bad. So now in the new year, I've got a chance to start over. And, you know, I was in college for about 13 years. And so every semester was a chance to do better again. Now, I didn't get 13 years worth of credit. I got like two years of credit in 13 years, which is why I needed to start over every semester as a new, as a new chance. But I love New Year's. I love the opportunity to set things anew, to start over. And with everything that's been going on here, so this past year, and really it's been about two years getting ready to build the building, whether it was getting the financing, putting all of that together, putting all the plans together. We designed it ourselves, and so doing all of that. And then this year with the construction, I'm there with the construction all day long, every day, watching over everything, because if you don't watch over it, it doesn't get done right. How many of you know that that's the way that it works? And it doesn't matter who's doing it. You care more than anyone else does when it's your project, right? So there's all of that, but then all of the work of the church is still there. Whether it's making visits or counseling or the finances of the church, all that stuff is still there. And then we have the Ancient Baptist Journal, so we have to put out a 200-page book every quarter. Then the other things, the other ministries that we're involved in, all of that work still has to get done. And then in the middle of that, Pastor Nathan moved to Texas. And so I've been thinking about time a lot. And the lack of it, right? How many of you know exactly what I'm talking about? Not enough hours in the day. Well, there's something, I wrote it down, I want to say it right. Um, Time is one of those things that we all have in common. We all have the exact same amount of time. Have you ever noticed, though, that some people seem to get a lot more done in their time than you do? It's okay to kill those people. <laughs> Just, I, sometimes I look at people and I say, how can you get that much done when you have the exact same amount of time that I do? You ever feel that way? And so in thinking about time, I wanted us to take some time today and go through the scriptures and get an understanding of this subject. So let's start in Ephesians chapter 5 and look with me at verse 14. I think this is written specifically to me in the morning. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Um, One of the reasons that we don't accomplish as much as we would like to is because we don't get up on time. Have you ever noticed that? Now, some of you are thinking, wait a minute, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. You're not talking to me about this. I know that some of you are out there. And again, we hate you. (laughs) 
the rest of us who have a hard time getting up understand that if we would just get up a little earlier, we could get more done. How many of you wish that you had read more this last year? Be honest. How many of you wish that you had read more? What's the answer? Get up earlier. Either get up earlier or stay up later. My problem is when I stay up later and try to read, I fall asleep. So the answer is I've got to get up earlier if I want to get some of that reading done. And we're only talking about 30 minutes. 30 minutes a day of reading, you'd be amazed how much you get read in a year. Just 30 minutes. So get up. Get out of bed. Now, that's not what this passage is talking about. This passage is talking about stop being dead to what's going on in the world. God wants you to be alive and awake. Look at that next verse. The Bible says in verse 15, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So there's a couple of things here. First of all, if you're not saved, then you're dead in your sins. That's what verse 14 is talking about. Wherefore, he saith, Awake awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. The Bible says that we're dead in our trespasses and sins until Jesus Christ saves us. If you're not saved today, get saved. Jesus Christ wants to be your Savior. He loves you. He died on the cross to be your Savior. We'll see in a few minutes that now is the time to do that. But then it says this for the rest of us in verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools. One of my favorite things to watch are videos of people that run into things while they're looking at their phones. Like the lady at the mall that walks into the uh, fountain. How many of you have seen that one? You know what I'm talking about? I love that. I think that that is the just recompense of reward. That's what the Bible talks about. That, 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 that's what they deserve. Um, I really don't want people to get hit by cars, but it's still fun to watch when you see somebody looking at their phones and they walk in front of a car. As long as they're not hurt badly, it's awesome. It is really cool because they deserve it, right? They deserve it. You watch people. We saw. Do you realize how hard it is to wreck on the highway? I'm just telling you, it's really hard to get into an accident on the highway. Happens all the time. I'll bet you almost all of them are people texting, talking on the phone, whatever, right? The Bible tells us that we're supposed to know what's going on around us. That's what walking circumspectly is. It's knowing what's going on around you. That's the way that we're supposed to live. And yet we can bury our heads, whether we're burying them in our phones or burying our heads in our schedule or our own worries or what's going on. We need to know what's going on in the world. That's what this is talking about. If we don't do that, the Bible says we're foolish. We're supposed to walk circumspectly, not as fools. Fools walk around like this. Wise people walk around like this, head on a swivel, need to know what's going on around you. Now, that is literally and figuratively. You need to know what's going on around you so that you don't get hit by a car or walk into a fountain, right? It's common sense. We need to know those things. But secondly, we need to know what's going on because the prince of this world has established a world that hates you and that hates everything godly about you, and it will devour you if you're not awake and know what's going on. The Bible says that we are to walk circumspectly, not as fools. And then the next verse makes it very clear. It says, redeeming the time because the days are what? Evil. Redeeming the time. What, so what do, what do you do when you redeem something? You take it back. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to take back our time. Take it back. Why? Because we've given it to something else or we've allowed something else to take it take back your time. Now, don't raise your hands on this, but how many of you wish you had more time to serve God? 
I know that many of you would say that. Why don't you have more time to serve God? Because you've allowed other things to take up your time. So what are you supposed to do? Take it back. Take it back. Take that time back. Why? Because the days are evil. So keep your place. Put your ribbon here in chapter in Ephesians chapter 5 and look at that Romans 13 passage. All right. So now look at verse 11. And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. So Romans 13, 11, and that knowing the time and that or knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Look at the next verse. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. So what are we supposed to do? What is the best way to not make provision of the flesh for, for the flesh? So what does that mean, make provision for the flesh? Make it easy to sin. How do we make our lives, how do we order our lives in a way that it's not too easy to sin? Take the time back. Take the time back. One of the things that we teach here is we do Financial Peace University where and the thing that Laura and I learned the most from that is telling every dollar where to go. I can't think of a dollar without Jeff Bradshaw. The way that he will try to bribe you is... Let me introduce you to Mr. Washington. <laughs> Nobody will do anything for a dollar. Okay, Jeff, it's not working. <laughs> Where was I with that whole thing? What's that? Oh, financial peace. In financial peace, you tell every dollar where to go. Do you know what we ought to do as believers? We need to tell every minute. We need to tell every minute what we're going to do in it. We need to schedule our time and schedule our lives because so many things, what will happen is you'll turn around and your life is over and you'll say, what did I do with it? What does the Apostle Paul, by inspiration of the Spirit, say right here very clearly in, in verse 11? It says, it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. What is the salvation that's being referred to there? Not the salvation of our souls from sin, because that happened when we believed. All right? You get saved when you believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and receive that free gift of eternal life that he's offered. That's, that's that salvation. This salvation is that Jesus Christ is coming back. And it is nearer now than when we believed. If Jesus Christ came back today, I hope that I've accomplished something for him. Now, if he doesn't come back, I've got today to do that. And then I've got tomorrow to do that. What are you planning to do tomorrow? What are you planning to do the next day? Pastor, it's a holiday. Well, then plan to take time off. Plan to take time off. Jesus told his disciples, come rest a while. Come apart and rest a while. It's important to take time to rest. But some people rest too much. Get up and do something, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about with that? How many of you have people you work with that need to get up and do something? Let's not be those people. So this, this object of time or this subject of time 
It is an object. All of us have the same amount of it. What are we going to accomplish with it in 2019? What are we going to do with it? So let's look at a couple of passages. We're going to go through the scriptures and look at this. The first thing I want you to see is that my time is short. My time is short. Uh, Look at uh, Psalm chapter 39. And if you don't have a Bible with you, there's one in the chair in front of you underneath it. Grab a Bible. You, You can't be at Grace Baptist without a Bible. Psalm 39. Look at verse 4. Lord, make me to know mine end. So everybody there, Psalm 39, verse 4. Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. What it is, that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as an hand breadth. My my days, that's, that's it. That's all I've got. As an hand breadth. And mine age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. That's nothing. Selah. Now, that word selah, remember, that's always pointing us to the millennium. What are we supposed to look for? I need to understand that I've only got a little bit of time left. Now, you you young guys, everything is in front of you. But here's what's going to happen. You're not going to believe it. All of a sudden, your watch will speed up. And so like right now, you're in a class and you're thinking, this class is going to kill me. If I don't get out of this class, I am just going to run around and just start flopping on the floor and go crazy. You think, I didn't need a haircut before this class started. I need a haircut now. That's how long this class has been. But here's what happens. As you get older, all of a sudden those days, they start going by like this. You wouldn't believe it. I don't even know what day it is most of the time now. They all just, because you don't get days off with all this stuff going off. What day is it now? I don't, I don't even know what day it is. What's going on? What are we doing? Is tomorrow Sunday? Oh, yeah, I've got to preach. What am I going to do? Laura, what's my sermon for this week? <laughs> and it's amazing how quickly it goes. The psalmist is saying, God, help me to know that my days are numbered. And what is my end? Is my end going to be well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or is my end going to be like my dad would talk about? The Bible talks about people who make it, yet so as by fire. He said those people were swinging over hell on a banana peel. They made it, but just barely. I don't want to be one of those people. The the, the old song says, must I go in empty-handed? And how many of you want something to give Jesus when you get to heaven? See, we only have a little bit of time to do that. And you young people, if you find some of these people in the church with the gray hair, ask them how fast it went. You're not going to believe it. You're just not going to believe it. Or find some that should have gray hair but don't. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Um, the, The psalmist makes it very clear that my time is short. I only have a little bit of time to accomplish what God wants me to accomplish. I only... I remember when uh, Jacob went off to school, Lydia goes off to school, and man, when I dropped her off in California, I cried the whole way home. It was terrible. And the reason for that was that period of time was over. The period of time where they were with us all the time was over. And there were things like I, I hadn't shown Jacob when he went off to college how to shine his shoes yet. And I thought, surely I failed as a father because I've not shown him how to shine his shoes yet. It, it, it's 
that's when you see that time is gone. Those of you who have the little ones in here, everybody tells you, man, you're not going to believe it. You're going to turn around and they're going to be gone. And you say, yeah, 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 until it happens. And you go, holy cow, what happened? They're gone. They're gone. Do you understand that every aspect of your life, whether it's discipleship or ministry, every aspect of it, we need to look at our end and understand that it's coming sooner than we think it is. That's what the psalmist is saying. Compared to God's timing, ours is nothing. It's vanity. It's nothing. We need to accomplish while we're here. My time is short. But not only is my time short, but my time is needy. I'm in need of God. Look at Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. This is such a wonderful thing. Verse 16, because we have this high priest that's being spoken of earlier in the chapter, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help when? In time of need. In time of need. I promise you, if you haven't found that time of need yet, you will. You will. So we need to understand that we, our time is short, but we are also a needy people. And we need God. We need mercy. We need grace. We need His help. How cool would it be in 2019 if ministry at Grace Baptist Church became so much oh, bigger because people just scheduled time to do ministry? And here's when we will do that. When we realize how much people need God, how much they need His mercy, how much they need His grace, and that we have gotten it, and we need to share that with other people. If we could simply get our heads around that, we would, put, we would schedule time to do ministry. Now, my job is to help you with that. My job is to facilitate that ministry, to give you opportunities to serve. And one of the things that we've talked about was with the new building, when we're the, this spring we'll do a grand opening once everything is done, and we'll do mailers out to the whole city. And one of the things about that is we don't want the, the completion of the building to be the end of something. We want it to be the beginning of many things. Amen? Well, how's that going to happen if leadership at Grace Baptist Church organizes you guys to accomplish that? But we can't organize you guys to accomplish that if you don't schedule time to do ministry. Now, what will help you to schedule time to do ministry is if we define what that ministry is and tell you when it's going to happen, then you can schedule your time to do that ministry. Do you see how that has to work together? So you pray for us, we pray for you, we work together realizing our time is short, realizing that we are a people of great need. But there's another thing, and it's mentioned in the book of Hebrews. When it comes to this this component of time. Have you ever said this to your kids? You're too old for that. You ever said that? I think of Nathaniel Tennant every time I hear. (laughs) You're too old with that. If you don't know what that's talking about, just talk to him. I'm just kidding. Kind of. Um, Have you ever said this to someone, to your kids? You ought to know that by now. Jesus said it this way. Have I been with you so long and still you don't know? How many of you can hear the frustration in his tone just in those words? And we're all that way. You guys, you ought to know this by now. Right? Do you know that all of us, there's something for all of us that the book of Hebrews says. Look at Hebrews chapter 5. 
That should be real close to where you just were. Look at verse 12. Uh, Look at verse 11. Of whom, talking about Jesus, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. So here's here's what the preacher, I think Paul wrote Hebrews, but whoever wrote it, the Holy Spirit gave it to him to write. But let's say it was the Apostle Paul. Here's what Paul is saying to these Hebrew believers. There are things that I want to say to you, but you are intellectually dull. You have not learned these things yet. I see Matt Hickman here. He's a math teacher. If you've been teaching some of these kids math and they don't have the information that they already needed to know, so they can't do the problem you're giving to them. Happens all the time. You've got, to have, you've got to know this before you can do this. Chad Hollinger here is a firefighter, and he does training for that stuff. How many of you think that a firefighter needs to know what fire is before they fight it? Before you kick in a door, you need to know how fire works. There's something that goes to that, right? So here's what Paul is saying, or whoever wrote Hebrews. There are things that I want to teach you about Jesus, but you're dull. You're, 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 you're kind of dull. Dumb. He's frustrated because look at this, verse 11, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing for when, for the what? The time ye ought to be teachers. Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Just like a baby. Just like a baby. Now, how many of you know there are way too many baby Christians in churches? Way too many. And I got to tell you, as a pastor, one of the things that you want to say, you don't know that yet. Oh, I got to say this again. I got to say it again. Now, when it's new people, praise God, I love saying it again. When somebody's been here for 10 years, how many of you know people, how many of you know young people that need to get out of the house and get on their own? You know what I'm talking about? How many of you, old people? That's funny. There comes a time when people need to stand on their own two feet and provide for themselves and do what they're supposed to do. Can you imagine? Now, I understand that we have the law now. I think that you can be on your parents' insurance until you're 26. Can you imagine what your grandparents would have thought of that? Holy cow. Let me just tell you something. If you're, how many of you are saved? You know Jesus Christ is your Savior. There comes a time when you're supposed to be teaching somebody else. There's a time when you ought to be teaching someone else. Do you see? Is that, am I making it up or is that what the text says? I'm going to start over. Am I making it up or is it what the text says? It's what it says. See, I, I guess it's because of our structure of worship where you have the pastor who stands up here and teaches or you have a Sunday school class where a teacher stands up and teaches that we get this idea, that's your job. That teaching, that's your job. No, 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 no. 
Yes, my job is to teach you, but it's all of our jobs to be teaching someone else, to teach someone else. That means that we all need to be learning something, and when we learn it, we share it with someone else. We learn it, and we share it with someone else. And do you know what that does? Look at what the Bible says in verse 13. For everyone, so we're in Hebrews 5, 13, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of, what's that next word? Use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. See, my time is short. My time is short. I am a needy person and those around me, we need mercy. We need grace. We need to understand that. But I need to be teaching somebody the Bible. It's time for me to teach someone the Bible, and it's time for you to teach someone the Bible. We happen to have this ministry that we have facilitated for you. It's called discipleship. If you look in the chair in front of you, there's a card. If you've not signed up to be discipled yet, you need to be discipled. That means we have people that are trained and ready and waiting to teach you so that you can then be trained and ready to teach someone else. Why? Because it's time. It's time to do that. How about 2019? Wouldn't that be a great year to do that? It's time for us to get going in that. My time is short. My time's a time of need. It's time to be a teacher. Why? Because there's something coming. Look at Acts chapter 3. Look at verse 14. So it's Peter and John preaching. Verse 14, John 3, 14. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. So they gave him Barabbas, they're talking about Jesus, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, wherefore, or whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So they had healed that guy. And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Look at this. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must received until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So we have here in verse 19, the times of refreshing. You see that? The times of refreshing. Verse 21, the times of restitution of all things. The times of refreshing and the time of restitution of all things. What is that? Pretty soon, we don't know when, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's coming, right? It could happen right now. It could happen right now. 
And then there's going to be seven years, a seven-year period of time where God is going to judge this earth and basically destroy it. And then he's going to return physically to the earth and he's going to restore it. The times of restitution, he's going to fix it to like it was before the fall. It's the time of refreshing that's coming. It's coming. Look, my time's short. We all need grace. And until the Lord returns, we're all supposed to be teachers. But He's returning soon. And none of us are promised another minute. Now is the time to make the decision. Let's make 2019 our greatest year of ministry, our greatest year of growth. I'm not talking about numbers. I'm talking about us growing spiritually. People are going to be making all kinds of resolutions. You know, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to buy exercise equipment. And that exercise equipment, it's a great way to hang, great place to hang your old clothes. <laughs> we're all going to make all of these resolutions about things that we're going to do. The only way any of those resolutions are going to be accomplished is if we understand it's all a matter of time. I can't give you a gift without giving you my time. If I give you a gift, it's the time that I took to buy that gift. It's the time that it took for me to earn the money to buy that gift. It, the only thing I have to give you is my time. The only thing any of us have is time. That's it. And God gave us that time. He determined, according to Acts chapter 17, look, look at it, we'll be done. Look at Acts chapter 17. <clears throat> Verse 24, <clears throat> Acts 17, 24, God that made the world and all things therein. You see that? Look at verse 26. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. God determined when and where you would live. Why? that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. God determined when you would be born, where you would live, so that you can find Him. It could be that God has you in this room today to hear about Him and turn to Him, because today, now, is the time of salvation, the Bible says. Look at verse 30, Acts 17, verse 30. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. What does it mean to repent? It means to change your mind about your sin and the Savior. Your sin is bad enough to take you to hell. Your sin, my sin, your sin is bad enough to take you to hell. Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for your sin. Today is the day of salvation. Today could be the change of your eternity. It could happen today. But the rest of us who are already saved... Man, we need to get to work in 2019. We all have the same amount of time. That amount of time is common to all of us. If we will take control of our time, it'll be amazing to see what God can do with us. Amen? We don't know how many minutes God's going to give us. If He allows us to live, we all have the same. What are we going to do with that time? Let's make 2019 awesome. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You. Lord, we can't do any of it without You. We are needy. And because we have You as our high priest,